Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, it's me, and I'm interrupting your podcast listening session yet again. Uh, this time I just want to let you know there is some small audio issues in this episode. Something happened while we were recording it, and a couple times through the episode there's these glitches. They kind of skip over some words. Uh, it shouldn't be too big of an issue, but we're sorry, and we're working on it. So uh, otherwise, here is the latest episode of See You Next Wednesday. Enjoy it! Hello, welcome to another episode of See You Next Wednesday. This is episode 28, and it drops on Wednesday, August 5th, 2012. My name is Dan Gorman, and when I was six, I wanted to be an astronaut. You know, all the tang you can drink. (laughs) Uh, My name is Casey Lyons. Check it out, Lise. I'm Baron Von Chicken Pants. (laughs) I'm Greg, and dear army guys, there are monsters. Come quick. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, cracked open a lemon drink, eh? <laughs> lemon to... beverage. Lemon beverage, please. Mm, it came with what? a little hat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't drink anything unless it's got a hat. <laughs> uh, this week we have 87 throwback, film roulette, hero swap. We're going to recast a movie at the end, but first we're going to talk about some general stuff off the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I came in here specifically, want... I have a couple movies that I saw. Uh, first, I want to talk about God Bless America. Ah, you did because watch I it. saw it. And we uh, was it last week that you talked about it? Yeah, yeah. Casey saw it. Um, I didn't really like it. Oh no, I came disappointed. What? Uh, um, uh, well, where to win? To see uh, this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I came out of my house disappointed. <laughs> I, I turned off the VCR. I walked out of my house, and I'm never going back. Yeah. Um, Fuck that movie. The, it was. It had its moments, but I really felt like when your movie makes your point at the beginning in, at the very at the beginning, beginning, very beginning of the movie and it. then keeps making the same point about like america and and then like at the end there's a big like speech and it's the exact same point being hammered home yeah i, I kind of got like event- absolutely that moment. eventually i was just like why does this movie ask me to care about like your point when you've told me at the beginning you haven't changed it i just kind of like was like there's some mo- moments in this movie i like but i get it you know? Yeah, well, that's that's sort of what I was saying to uh, uh, last week. But I, I just found again, like I found it uh, a good point, and and again, yeah. like I feel like I feel like it's something that Americans need. Like, like, uh, like, look at Michael Bay movies; they yeah. hammer their point, or yeah. rarely yeah. do they have a point, <laughs> but uh, uh, they, they hammer themselves into your face yeah. from point A to point B. This movie kind of felt like that for me. Um, totally. 
And maybe it was just something that America needs to kind of go like, oh, oh, okay. yeah, I don't You're know. Right. This is I a- just felt like what you said about the girl and, and the way that she spoke and it didn't sound like a girl. Yeah, I felt like there were so many points and- in this movie where where um, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait should have just like pushed the actors aside and, and like just- walked into the scene. <laughs> and <they're> like, <laughs> no, I really like Alice camera. Cooper. <laughs> yeah. and, like, I was like, <laughs> like that whole Alice Cooper monologue scene pissed me off so much because you could tell it's a like a twelve year old kid yeah. who doesn't know who Alice yeah. Cooper is is picturing and it was some just blonde a lady monologue. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like it had its moments. It's not garbage, but I definitely came out of it thinking like I really wished that had been better. I felt like his, I just sat- really liked- his satire was so uh, that like to hit that like sat- satiric look needs to be so like finely tuned, and I just felt like it was very like wildly. Well, he's See, not I a don't... subtle filmmaker. I know. You know? No, no, and that's that's he's not a subtle comedian. He's not yeah. a subtle no. filmmaker. <laughs> but uh, although his performance in Police Academy Three was very nicely understated, so yeah. densely layered. <laughs> I believed that he didn't get hurt yeah. when he fell down that flight of stairs. <laughs> yeah, I remember when he went. <laughs> I was like, yes, me yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. It was all right. I, How yeah. did he get famous? I have no idea. Because yeah. he, he's friends with the right people. Oh uh, I don't know. I thought well, I Joel know, Murray was really great. When I was a kid, though. That's all I needed. It was... <laughs> oh, my God. I, this I, guy's good. Yeah. I, I loved his stand-up. Like, but his stand-up, actually, he has had some yeah, really no, good his jokes. His stand-up was pretty good. Uh, I like Bob Gett. I just find him interminable now. But, uh, but no, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. And, and to not like the movie on that basis, I completely understand. Okay. I almost kind of liked it on that yeah. basis. All right. Fair enough. Um, I also I roll, I'll roll through these really quick because there's there's a couple I want to talk about. But I went and saw Compliance, uh, the movie about the fast food prank gone wrong slash oh, like uh, attack. Is yeah, that? it's really good. Cool, super good. Um, is it a dramatization of that or is yes, it like a documentary? It's a dramatization. Okay. Um, and I feel like it's gonna be misinterpreted. I've heard some people say that like this movie's looking down on the people who aren't so much smarter that you wouldn't make these these choices that these right. idiots make and i totally think that's totally not what the movie's going for but yeah right. it's really crazy really good and i watched that just sounds like a bunch of idiots trying to sound smart yeah <laughs> that's exactly what i thought um i think that it was really good people should see it uh and then i watched a documentary called catching hell on netflix Uh-oh. about this the guy that um reached out and caught like tried to catch a cubs ball oh, and like no. fucked oh, their entire yeah, yeah. Uh, thing up steve bartman yeah the guy, yeah, the guy, yeah, yeah. The steve bartman yeah it's really good yeah, well, yeah. Like, i, I even heard like that's sports, really cool and it was amazing i yeah. thought it was super interesting yeah yeah it's kind of like about scapegoating and and sports like there's bigger things too it's not just like hey, this guy fucked up some stuff. <laughs> like there's like there's there's stuff outside of baseball like that yeah, that, yeah. that is like no, I really, really want to see that interesting um nice. Yeah, and I wa- and one last I watched this this horror movie called Lake Mungo. Uh, it's like uh, it's pretty, yeah, uh, Lake Mungo is the name of it. It's really good though. It's like a supernatural. Well, it sounds uh, terrifying. Supernatural documentary, um, and it kind of plays with found footage uh, stuff. But like I thought, it nailed the do- like you could show it to someone that like didn't know anything about it, and they would probably think it was an actual documentary. Nice. And, what, uh, uh, is it on Netflix? It's on. Those are all on Netflix. Except cool beans. Yeah, and definitely check that one out. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's my movie watching. Cool beans. Is that what's happening? (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I thought I I knew it was over because my mom started using it. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I remember you saying like I can't say that anymore because my mom says it. (laughs) Now I feel like she's converting you. You know who else likes that saying? Uh. My wife. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Um. All right, you guys have some some stuff to talk about. Um, yeah, we? yeah. Well, I do. From I'm really, night. I'm really, really hungover oh, yeah. today because I went to see Public Enemy last night. Yeah, 
Public Enemy came into Toronto at the the Docks Sound Academy, which I saw them at the very same venue five-ish years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, but this time in the classic 1988 album, Destination of Millions, to hold us back. And I wasn't sure what they were going to do. Because the last time I saw them, I played for two and a half hours probably, and it was fucking amazing. Yeah. And uh, weird. Like, at first, the openers sucked. It was these two guys. I don't remember who they were. And then Maestro Fresh West came out during their set. And was he a kid awesome. play? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. Good Let's get this house party started. <laughs> yeah, Mark party. Lawrence comes out. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm relevant. And Mishi Me was there, and it was crazy, and it just blew my mind. And so, and they played forever. So I was like, well, they're going to do just the album, of yeah. course. But that's only like an hour. What else will they do? And uh, they came out, and they opened with uh, um, Louder Than a Bomb, which Oof. is like midway through the album. So I'm like, okay, they're clearly going to shake it up. Yeah. They were just like, we're just going to give you an awesome show with most of that album. Yeah, right? yeah. So it was like there was a lot. They went right into Fear of a Black Planet. They did even stuff from uh, their later albums, which is great. Like if people didn't stay on with Public Enemy, they did. They have made albums in the last couple of years that have actually been pretty good. Um, they have a song called uh, Then You Think. It's five years old now that it's outstanding. Um, and they did that, which is great, because I didn't think they would. Um, but it was a really, uh, again, an amazing show. And the last time I saw them, there was a pretty good audience. This audience was at least double. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. The last time we were nice. there, which is fucking great. Well, yeah, it's Sound like Academy the is a big thing. venue, like, right? It's like these great bands are finally getting yeah. uh, proper audiences out to see them again. Like it was, it was packed in there, and people went nuts. It was really cool. Nice. Um, Chuck D is the ultimate. Uh, he's still the best MC in the business. <laughs> and he puts on a show. He doesn't just stand there and... Like, I've been to a few hip-hop shows recently. Like, all the, the modern stuff, like, there's just no showmanship mm-hmm. to it. The guy isn't up there sweating his balls off, like, giving you a fucking performance, everything he has, you know? And Chuck D is the fucking man. He's 52, I think. That's, yeah. That's... And he's still, like, the coolest guy I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> just absolutely awesome. And Flavor he's Flav. He's how old now? 52. Jesus. Yeah. Flavor Flav, yeah, all the rea- reality TV, and he's so irritating. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like a decade of me going, come on, man. <laughs> you are fucking tainting all this shit. Yeah. But then he gets on stage, and it's PE, and that shit goes out the window because he's an incredible performer. Mm. And they did all his good. They did So Cold Limpin'. They did uh, 911 as a joke. And he played some guitar. He played some drums. What? That's awesome. Yeah, it was fucking oh sweet. Oh, my God. He played some guitar. No, no. Flav oh, Flav did? did? Yeah, That's he's so good. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking good drummer. And uh, Maestro came out again and did some stuff, and that oh, was awesome. Cool. Uh, it was just, it was really cool. And I got hammered. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, uh, Chuck D, Flavor Flav, uh, the S1Ws were there. It was, oh, man, it was just really cool. If you haven't listened to a Public Enemy album in a while, Go get all of them. They're great albums. Best band ever. Maybe my most important band to hip hop. Mm. Yeah, I uh, uh, I was working last night, so uh. I was gonna go. Uh, uh, I was gonna go after work, and because uh, it was a Sunday, yeah, a Sunday yeah. long weekend. Long yeah. weekend. Nobody Sunday. goes for Mexican food uh, Sunday long weekend. <laughs> so I was in the clear. And then we yeah. sold somewhere close to $2,000, and Holy uh, shit. and we could not. I didn't get it. Through. I was on the guest list. Thank yeah. you so much for putting me on the guest list. All five from uh, Dream, uh, Dream Jefferson put me yeah. on the guest list, which was super awesome of him. And I was super disappointed that I didn't get to go. Uh, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um... So should we get into 87 Throwback then? Yeah, let's do that. All right. Um, we don't need a theme song if you listen to the last episode. I love episode. our theme song. Uh, really? Because I, I wrote one. A good, re- <laughs> <laughs> a good friend of mine. It's uh, not as good as last year. We got a, We got an official theme <laughs> sent year? in. I don't know. When did we do our last, last show? 
<laughs> do you think a year passes between every episode? Yeah, I got like this lake house so thing going old. on. See you guys or... next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, a friend of mine sent us in a uh, submission, so we're using uh, his, yeah. his his work. He tried to make like a vintage sounding. Uh, yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, it's you put it in on, on the last episode, episode. but I made sure to get your yours. Yeah, in as it's well. in there too. I was so I was disappointed though because you put it in and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that, that whole other thing. And then, and then, and and then it comes on afterwards. I'm like, why? Because I was like, this is funny. I don't want to give it. He doesn't want to suppress your art, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that is. You got things to say. I don't want to make you sad. Yeah. All right, let's listen to it. Here we go. That was good. Very nice. Uh, Theater of the mind. It's so weird. I'm just gonna. I guess we'll just keep it that way. Like we'll just come back into laughing. Uh, Yeah. Guy will go and Tim will feel real bad. (laughs) No, it's really weird when we pause for songs and then like have to just keep going. Yeah. Uh, so well, thank you very much to who is it Tim Tim thank you Tim that's an awesome uh, theme song. yeah it's great um, so 87 throwback we're looking back at a movie and an album every week from 1987 25th anniversary what do we want to talk about first this week well, we got I think album and then movie has okay. been our typical order so we're talking today about uh, Pixies come on Pilgrim oh yeah their debut EP debut EP like mini album kind yeah. of thing mini LP is what it says on Wikipedia for some reason well, I think EP is fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you guys want to talk <laughs> specifically about the classification of this? So thing? anyway, uh, that's real weird about this. Let's okay, it's twenty minutes. Uh, that's an EP. I don't know why. <laughs> Let's just keep oh, talking. Well, I don't know. This is one of the best albums I've ever heard in my life. Well, it's one of the best albums that there ever has been. This is very true. Yeah, this yep. this album. Uh, what was it? It came out. They did the Surfer Rosa slash Come On Through. Well, they attacked after like, release. They, they, yeah, they Surfer Rosa came out on vinyl. And, yeah, yeah. Okay, because that's that was what like my first introduction to Pixies was. It was like the two of them together on right. the same. Yeah, CD. My first mm-hmm. copy of Surferosa didn't have it on there. No, okay. this was actually the last Pixies album I got. I, my first one, I did everything backwards. I started, really, I, my first Pixies album was Trompe Le Monde. Weird. Yeah, right when they weird. were breaking up. And, that's weird. Uh, I loved it, and everyone's like, you know, because I was new to the Pixies at that point. People who were cool with me were like, that album's stupid. Uh, see, <laughs> those people are fucking stupid. Yeah. Those people are amazing. fucking stupid. It's a great album, Such and I was album. one of those people because yeah. I started out on Doolittle, and and yeah. that was that that album made me go, oh my god, I had no idea you could do this. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've spent like since I was 15 years old to do that. Totally. I have yet to be able to. But yeah, but, yeah I it, I didn't get around to. I got around to Come on Pilgrim at, like on its own. I knew a couple of the tunes, but like. To actually finally really listening to it way late and it was this summer when uh, casey and i were roommates in parkdale when parkdale oh. was still a horrifying Licks, yeah. dangerous place yeah, yeah. Not M- cool more parkdale so than now. it is now yeah. yeah and uh i stole your come on pilgrim cassette and you stole my elvis costello girls 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 and i don't think either of us returned anything <laughs> uh no i'm pretty sure if i still had cassettes i would still that <laughs> yeah one. you'd still be you still be listening to it. i think yeah. i have your come on pilgrim cassette in my suitcase of cassettes upstairs i want it back nope <laughs> I've, got, I've got nothing to play it on <laughs> and yeah. you look at it and rewind it with a pencil <laughs> i just rewind it and play and through with a pencil in his mind i'll just hold it up to my ear yeah but that was like I was. I already loved the Pixies, but that was the point where like it became obsession, mm. and it was just like, well, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. Like my favorite yeah. band just became even better to me. You know? Yeah, that'd be um, interesting to go backwards through their music. Yeah, yeah. well, that's I didn't go entirely backwards because I got I went from Trompelmon to Doolittle to Super okay. Rosa, then Bossa Nova. Yeah. 
Which um, we can all agree, Bossa Nova is the weakest album that still, still has some of their best shit on it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, is on that album. Yeah, all their albums are like, you know, they're a varying, um, like, overall quality in the... T- in the like, I mean, they're all really good, but yeah, I mean, yeah. like, in their terms worst, of their discography... Bossa Nova being their worst is still much better than most people's best. Yes, yes absolutely. Yes. To clarify. Um, but we're talking about coming up. Yeah, I don't so. know. I think I might like Bossa Nova more than uh, Trompe Mode. I don't know. Anyway. Well... Not. <laughs> You're wrong. Okay, <laughs> your opinions are stupid. Um, so we're we're not talking about those. So we'll no, get, that's no. another day. Uh, come on, pilgrim. Come on, pilgrim. I mean, it's it's just an iconic album from yeah. the opening. Those first guitar chords from uh, from Caribou. Are yeah, just unreal. And those and the opening lyrics. Oh my god, just uh, it just sets such a tone. Like they don't really feel like that, particularly at this time period. Like they're mm-hmm. just so alien, and the themes that were being used for songs so out there like such a creative totally bizarre and funny and sick in the head right now weird he was yeah. The first, yeah two songs the about incest uh um he was the first lyric writer that, that that i heard and i was like these these are this is what lyrics are supposed to be right. because lyrics have always i've always had like this weird relationship with lyrics like if they if somebody uses a word just because it fits or mm-hmm. if like they they switch around the the cadence of a sentence because that that helps it rhyme it always feels like such a painful cop out to me yeah and uh, uh and it always makes me uncomfortable but like when i when i first heard black francis's lyrics i was like oh this is how you're supposed to write yeah totally and and this is how like th- there's a cogent point to every mm-hmm. song uh if it's you know like hidden or not mm-hmm. uh but either way the lyrics are always so compelling oh yeah and there's just no downtime on this album there's there's no, no it's just like, yeah. 20 minutes like, it goes fucking yeah. straight through yeah, it's breakneck you can just like I, I don't know i mean i i was so obsessed with it for such a long time where just like mm-hmm. nothing else would do you know yeah. and it's so short but just Pop it in, repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an album that you can listen to over and over for an entire day and not get tired of it. It, It's, uh, uh, for me, I think what it taught me, like, Doolittle was the first album that that taught me this, but, you know, Surfer Rosa and uh, uh, and then Come On Pilgrim sort of cemented that, was that... that you can have sweet pop sensibilities mm-hmm. and make them terrifying. Absolutely. And I didn't know that was a thing that you could do. Um, and then, and, and you know, I, I, yeah. I found that out through the Pixies, and then I started uh, reading up on them and, and read about the, the ad mm-hmm. that Black Francis put in the paper, how they got Kim Deal, yeah. when he said uh, uh, they needed a bass player into Peter, Paul, and Mary and Husker Du. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, totally. Although they're a million times better than Husker Du, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> I like Husker Duo. Yeah, right. yeah. Delightful. Um, yeah, so if you've been, I don't know if you've been living under a rock in yeah. indie rock. I haven't heard of this band called <laughs> I mean, the Pixies. If you've been living under an indie rock. Oh. <laughs> ah, that's my time. Good night, Good everybody. Night. <laughs> <laughs> Try the veal. Yeah. <laughs> Get come on, Pilgrim. Why are eating veal at a comedy club? <laughs> sure, I've always wondered that. Because <laughs> veal's hilarious. Oh, uh, yeah. Veal is the funniest, <laughs> of, the all funniest the baby, of all the yeah. animals. <laughs> all the baby foods. <laughs> Uh, oh man! Um, so we're also talking this week about The Gate, yes, uh, a Canadian horror film, mm-hmm. kind of a kids horror film. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's kind of a kids horror. Well, yeah. I mean, it was that time period where kids horror films had totally fucked up shit. Yeah, scary shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, like, and and everything was predicated on the parents didn't believe the yeah, yeah. kids, so the kids <laughs> have to go <laughs> save the day <laughs> themselves. Like terrifying. When yeah. I was little. This yeah. is uh, starring. I don't think I can do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mom, you gotta <laughs> believe me. 
Uh, yeah, he's yeah, got a very Steven young Dorf Stephen Dorff. Yeah, I guess his first movie. Um, he's like movie. twelve years old in it. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. gist that a uh, so that's in Stephen Dorff's backyard. Yeah, it gets hit by lightning, right? Uh, yeah, and then the parents are having the tree removed. Yeah, and when they, the tree is removed, it reveals a hole. Yeah, in the backyard. Um, or. A gate. Mm-hmm. Oh man! And when inside the gate is basically the depths of hell and demons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Demons, yeah. kind of like Ray Harryhausen, like totally. stop motion. Oh, so uh, yeah, yeah. That's, is, that is the scared yeah. the shit out of me. If, if there's one kid. thing about this movie, it's that those stop motion animation, like there's a lot of effects in this movie, and mm-hmm. most of them stand up. Yeah, like, when no, I watch it, this it movie, still looks I find quite good. Yeah, now like, I, w- I wonder how much of that is us being our age. Now, like you're a little bit younger, yeah. right? Like, but but you did grow up on sort of like those classic '80s yes, horror movies, and, and, did. and where you know it was all practical effects or nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so those kind of things, like even if you can obviously tell that that you know like it's that it's, it's a, not real. Yeah, no, like they, there's something cool. so much creepier yeah, about it. it. Looks, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing about these. Uh, there's a scene in uh, in this movie where somebody's arm gets closed in a door and the yeah, arm from right, the ground right. and then turns into a bunch of like little slug things. Fuck yeah, mm-hmm. And so it just cool. looks so fucking cool. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of this movie. This I is one of those it. when I was, you know. Uh, when you're a kid and uh, you'd go to the video store and instead of renting something new and seeing yeah. something new, you'd be like, no, nah, I'm just going to do this one again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The gate was one of my go-to, nice. like, yeah, no, I'm just, I'll get the gate again. That's fine. <laughs> um, and just watch it over and over again. And, I mean, the scene I think that affected me most when I was a kid is the nerd guy. He's, uh, his mom, his, the, the character, uh, his mom is dead. Yes. And he's very torn up about this whole thing. And then they're having like all kinds of psychotic episodes in this house while the gate is open. And he goes down into the, the living room area and his mom's there. Yeah. And he's so happy and freaking out and he's hugging her and they're spinning in a circle, almost like dancing in the living room. And then it, it's close up on his face and he's just elated. Like yeah, my mom's yeah. back, my mom's back. And then it, and what is the dead dog? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so oh my God. Fucking, that's crazy. What? You've never made that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Not as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, notwithstanding. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I rarely make that mistake. Yeah. There's a, but I mean, um, that's just, that's there's a few so things twisted. like that. Yeah. There's, there's a, a few scene things uh, like that where, that where movie, the main character's the one that... parents come home yeah, and like yeah, yeah. he's like hugging them, and they get mad or something. Then their their faces cave in, and like goo yeah. comes yeah, out. It's yeah, like yeah. so crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a great Canadian. Shit, movie. I gotta watch this movie. I haven't watched it since I think college. It is on and Netflix. It, it was not one of my. Uh, uh, I didn't like. I I didn't watch it until it's, college. Right. It's weird. It has um, like a. It's it's slow for a little while. Mm-hmm. Like a like it it kind of takes its time, and not. It's not like an amazing movie. It's just like really fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 But I prefer that in a, in a horror movie. Oh, it's, totally. It's, it's like a real deliberate pace. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, it is fun, and then there are just these moments of total yeah, horribleness. Yeah. Surprisingly, <laughs> yeah, surprising darkness for yeah, a movie yeah. about these, this young of kids. But yeah, never. Really, yeah, it's apparently really now fun. being remade by um, Alex Winter. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's a three uh, remake? Bill Dude, S. Preston Esquire. That is fucking fine because yeah. Freaked is a fantastic I, movie. Wicked. Um, the, this movie, the remake was was there. They've been talking about it for a really long time, time. So I don't yeah, know yeah. if it, it. I can't remember if I'd heard news that it was it, like officially off. Yeah, it might be derailed now with yeah. the very real Bill and Ted Three that's yeah. going on. 
Weird. So, hey, is it all the same creative team involved? I'm, oh, look, I'm, I'm very optimistic about this. I'm, um, yeah, I like their yeah. idea, and I love those two movies. Yeah, they're great movies. I don't feel like they're untouchable so that you can't make a no, third one right now. Not. I'm just like, I, I, I just wonder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Bogus Journey is a totally underrated sequel. Bogus Journey is crazy. Yeah. You know, that's a really good uh, example of make a fun quality sequel that doesn't try and be the first movie because yeah. like it just ejects the first movie and goes into a whole its different world thing. you know um and it's very watchable holds up nicely yeah, yeah i almost say i like bogus journey better than uh, uh than big adventure but um excellent adventure. E- excellent adventure i was thinking about uh <laughs> big, I was top thinking adventure. About big top i was thinking about big top peewee and, <laughs> yeah and then uh i, I got crossover it. Uh, <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for the new Pee Wee Herman movie. That I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, <laughs> I lost my point. You don't know where you're going. <laughs> I was thinking about Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. And then I was thinking, well, Pee Wee's a funny name. <laughs> and then I got sleepy. Uh, well, anyway, the this gate... has been a window into Casey's mind. <laughs> <laughs> that happens every 30 seconds in my mind. Pee Wee Herman. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Pee Wee, what a funny yeah. name. What day is it? Yeah, yeah. Is that thing shiny over there? <laughs> is it still daylight? Yeah. How long have I been asleep? So that though, th- this week's eighty-seven throwback has been really good. Those are two. <laughs> those are two things that like like if you've never heard that album or seen that movie, yeah, like get go get it. those things because like that movie if you're <laughs> and watch and, and listen to them at the same and, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just put that twenty feet a couple skate on in the background. <laughs> totally. So good. All right. All right. Uh, let's get into film roulette. No. Do you guys want me to come up with a theme song for me? Because <laughs> I will. That was terrible. Oh. You're not. Good. You're not as good at this as me. <laughs> All right, here's the real song. Film Roulette's our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something that looks good and the low roller has to go see something shitty. But the low roller gets to turn the tables and give the winners a punishment album. This week we uh, have Lawless versus The Possession. Uh, Greg and I went and saw Lawless. Yes. This is uh, John... Who is the director? John, John Hillcoat. John Hillcoat, um, written by Nick Cave. Who wrote the proposition mm-hmm. and some other movies? And it's based it's about, on the um, book, uh, yeah. the wettest country, county in the in the in the, in the world. <laughs> the wettest Let me see the, the wettest How's country the in the whole world. <laughs> yeah, the wettest country in the world by okay. Matt Bondurant. Yep. Um, and this is about like Prohibition era. Uh, three brothers. Uh, they have like a successful liquor bootlegging business, and um, they kind of are starting to get pushed around by Gary Oldman and uh, and Guy Pierce. They don't want to uh, start paying them for access to the city yeah. kind of thing. And basically that what happens with them being the only bootleggers that aren't doing that kind of thing. They're the last men standing mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, true story. Yeah. This was okay. I would, you know, it was uh, so close to being amazing. Yes, it was close to being a great film. But yeah. as it stands, it's entertaining. Yeah. I wasn't bored. It was it was no, interesting. It, just, it doesn't have um, a climax. It doesn't have a third act. It had. I didn't mind the climax. It's fine, but it's not... It I wasn't just, satisfying because there were so many things that were so much bigger and more yeah. eventful early in the movie. That's that true. When the climax happens, it's kind of like... I mean, it was, yeah. it's acceptable. I, I would say see the movie. Yeah. But I felt totally down by the I, end. I felt like my, the, my biggest problem with this movie was the fact that 
it it's it's a good movie, but the plotting is very. It was just it all seemed very kind of like cheesy and cliche a little. Like it didn't yeah. have any depth. It was like it was like uh, Shia LaBeouf. You're the you're you've never stood up for yourself. You're yeah, the yeah. brother no, that never full, stands up, and it's like, like well, clearly later he's going to stand up for himself. Yeah. Like it's just very like. Like there's nothing under going on but underneath. But there's some really great dialogue in it, and the performances are really yeah really good, good performances. Uh, and uh, the beef, the beef was great. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's good. Really good. Yeah, really good. So with a good director, Tom Hardy's good pretty script. good. Uh, yeah, Tom Hardy's always yeah. great. I really, I liked that his character was full, like a full body character. Yeah, like it, like right down to you know, <laughs> like the way he moves, how he wore his clothes. Yeah, like there was a like a like, he puts a there's lot like of weight work behind in what him. he does. Yeah, very intense and not a lot of. Not not a lot said by him. It's no. more. It just, I it find that in posture. everything I've seen him in is, yeah, no, is that really he really else. tends to embody his character. Absolutely, I'm very excited about him being the new Mad Max. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, totally. Oh shit, I forgot about oh, that. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and then I remember. I thought yeah. I thought they kind of went a little because there's there's a whole thing about uh, Tom Hardy being like invincible or whatever. Yeah, and there was yeah. some stuff where it was like Tom Hardy gets like at one point his like throat slit. And yeah. like it, the knife goes like all the way in and straight across. I was yeah, like, his yeah. head would be like hanging off, and then he's like talking in the hospital the next <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Come on, uh, he's <laughs> oh back my. on it. Yeah, yeah. Now apparently it's all based on actual stuff, but yeah, I do like that they had fun with that. Uh, yeah, that notion um, of the folklore of these three brothers. Yeah, you know, they, they did kind of play with some it. good stuff with it. But uh, yeah, it's it's good, not great. There yeah. are moments where I was like, I think I love this movie, and, and then, then the next scene, I'm like, Eey. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I think we're just in like. Yeah, yeah. This is a movie like, like you. If you I hate her personality, but she's got titties. <laughs> if you if you rent this movie and you're in the mood for like a thriller, like this is going to be a good night. Yeah, it, it's you very know, satisfying. It's it looks great too. The yeah. cinematography is really nice. There's some really excellent shots in it. Hillcoat's yeah. a very good director, I think. I'm surprised by the depth uh, from from Nick Cave because he's written yeah. some incredible stuff. Well, you know, you take the apparently the book is. Of this nature, you okay. know, so you, you know, he's commissioned to write something based yeah. on a, uh, you know, an existing yeah, property and you do with it what you can. And I think he added some uh, nice, uh, oh, totally touches to the dialogue. There's yeah. some really There's nice, some really good dialogue. words, really good dialogue at points. Um, yeah, uh, good, not great. That's yeah. what I'll say, but yeah. worth definitely worth seeing. Yeah, you I'm glad see that it. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so Casey went and saw The Possession. The possession. Uh, uh, yes, I went and saw There's a Ghost in My Daughter. <laughs> um, <laughs> we need to come up with these titles. For so it. wait, yeah. I'm not in the house that's that every time. It's the person? It's a, do- it's a girl. Not oh my God. A little girl. Oh. Does she make kitty noises? Gonna, uh, no, no, she screams a lot. <laughs> So this, um, this is based off of like a supposed. This is based on true events, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> this is based on a real possession, which is a thing it's that exists and from happens. Jewish folklore, right? <laughs> it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, it's all right. This movie is all right. Uh, see it or don't. Honestly, like that's that's the best I can give it. Watch uh, it or maybe don't watch it. <laughs> it tries to be. Those are your two options. Yeah. I'm not giving you a third. Put it on or don't. Um. It, it's it's a movie that tries to be very measured, just like we were talking about before. It's a movie that tries to be very measured and paced, uh, uh, and almost tries to to come off as like a real cool, mm-hmm. like uh, like I almost felt like you know how Rosemary's Baby is like super slow paced and like really deliberate and really builds tension that way. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this movie really wanted to do that. Like I, I feel like it was like a movie that has ADD that really wanted to do that, but every once in a while just needed to spaz out and have some shitty CGI effects. Oh God. Um, and there was a bunch of that, and uh, uh, there's nothing remarkable about this movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the little girl was great. What, so what's like the yeah. basic like? There's some. There's a box, right, or something. There's a there's a box, uh, and. 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Um, What's in the box? What's yeah. in the box? What's in the box? It's Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> And Brian, be, see now that would be an awesome twist. It would be a super sweet <laughs> twist, and I'd be like, I am in. another movie. That and then Brad Pitt just comes in and goes, "I'm Ricky," but because uh, he turned into uh, he turned into Lucille Ball. Yeah. Uh, in that last, uh, I would that, like any movie where at the end Brad Pitt shows up dressed Wah. like Lucille Ball. He's got his mouth full of chocolates. <laughs> uh, but no, it's. Uh, uh, it's all right. The the funniest thing about it is that uh, cause, so he yeah, he uh, uh, finds out that it's like this this uh, sort of like Jewish um, uh, folklore kind of thing. So he goes to these uh, these Hasidic Jews, and uh, and no one will help him except for one man, Madas Yahu. All right, <laughs> which is really <laughs> weird that he was in it. Uh, he wasn't really trying to act or anything, so good on him. But uh, I can go over here. Okay, uh, Greg is walking away with the for microphone. The listener, Greg for the listener, is near he's going to go stove. get some water. Thirsty. He's thirsty. You could have just left the microphone. <laughs> nope. No, people this might want to be know documented. what I have to say over right. here. In 50 years, yeah. people need to know that Greg Legro was thirsty at one point. Yeah. So, okay, continue. Uh, so, anyway, so a bunch of bullshit happens, and it's like pretty standard fare, honestly. It's, okay. Uh, oh, and the absolute scariest thing uh, in the entire movie is Kira Sedgwick's face. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, that's so, always terrifying right. me, though. So, so see it or don't, you're leaning to get egg towards don't. Uh, or do. Okay. <laughs> you heard it here. First. I'm not gonna lie to you, people. I don't. I don't give a sweet fuck if you, you do may or may not. not. See this movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's all right. If you like this kind of movie, you'll probably like it. But it's no different than any of the rest. Okay. Sounds a lot better than the one I had to see last week. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think it probably was because. But there, there, oh, you know what it does too. Uh, just one last point. It it relies almost entirely on um, on uh, like jump scares. Okay. Oh, okay. Like, like just big, huge sound cues. It's the yeah, loudest yeah, movie yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, but I'm like, oh, I I just peed a little, but I'm not I'm not scared. <laughs> now I'm doing. All right. Well, uh, because I had to go see the aforementioned uh, apparition, I keep getting apparition possession. There's some other one coming out yeah, yeah. that I keep getting confused with. Um, I made you guys listen to the 2010 album by The Arrivals called Ma- Volatile Molotov. Yes. Let's uh, let's let's do a quick rundown of that before yep. we move on to rolling. Verdict. Uh, yeah. I gotta uh, say, I didn't. Uh, uh, you know, I think it's a well-made album, but it's not 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 for no. me. No, okay, uh, yeah, I can't I can't say that it's that it's terrible. There's a couple of riffs that I liked, but I, like 
and it's really trying to do a uh, like not a classic rock kind of feel, but like a real sort of like beefy garage rocky mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And I didn't like the vocals. Okay, yeah, yeah. the vocals were like like trying to be like a punk rock of. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it was a little bit Mike Ness, which yeah, and I fucking yeah. hate Mike yeah, Ness. Really, Mike Ness? Too. All right, yeah. I don't hear that at all. Uh, just that kind of raspy, just that kind of like like raspy. Because I don't kinda. like Mike Ness. I can oh, hear nice. the stuff where it. like where they're leaning a clash here and there. Yeah, and uh, then it's like borderline dropkick Murphys at points. Yeah, really, I did, and I don't you, like the. Oh I don't care about either. That's so I didn't weird. get a lot of. But it's better than that. It's not okay because yeah, I just hate the drop Starts to. Oh yeah, yeah. It doesn't get all like you know. The Departed opening, whatever that song is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't turn into that. But, uh, like, it's it's not a bad record by any means. And I, it's actually pretty well produced. Yeah. Um, and some of the lyrics are really good. But it just the, the, just the delivery is there's something that, again, this isn't a bad album by any means. It's just something no, that it's I... No, it's a great, I, I, there's it's a great like, bar rock album. Yeah. With me, you know. Yeah. Uh, I can't... I didn't have a bad time listening to it, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'll... Really go so back it wasn't a secret punishment. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm glad I heard it, so I know that they exist because I've never heard of these guys before. And, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, it's all right. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's kind of where I landed. Sure. So uh, let's roll for movies. <laughs> This week, uh, what did we decide on? We're rolling the bad movie is going to be the words. The words. Bradley Cooper, Dennis Quaid, uh, Olivia Wilde. It's about some guy who steals some words. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? He steals some words? Steals some words from somebody and then has to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. It's like two Something stories, like and, and two different timelines. Like, hey, give me like, back my words. Hey, yeah. you guys, you want to go to the? Um... Oh, yeah. fuck my words! <laughs> oh, you fucked. Oh, the curse of the words. Uh, you know what? Uh, I bet Bradley Cooper's. Yeah, got talk him. to that Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Um, and so retarded. we decided uh, give some for of those the winner, words to Eddie Murphy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a slow week out there. Kids. Um, yeah. So what do we decide? We're gonna do the winner's gonna be uh, the IMAX experience Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Oh fuck! Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Totally. Because I don't give uh, a fuck yeah, there's, no, I'm going there's a to lot see of that stuff. Anyway. <laughs> there's a couple bad movies coming out this week, and then some stuff in the limited that we aren't sure if it'll yeah, play yeah. here or not. So let's roll. Um, mm-hmm. I'll go first and roll a two as per usual. Yeah, yeah, you did. I did roll a two. What's wrong with you? It's like fucking. <laughs> My name is Casey, and I'm gonna roll a five. A five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sweet see, you fucking pieces mm-hmm. of shit. It's a six. Oh six. yeah, <laughs> great. Want to go see Raiders of the Lost Ark this in the big screen, great. buddy? More than I want to go really, see the words. I'm really fucking happy about this. <laughs> I don't have words to describe. Wait a minute, Dan. You don't How happy seem I happy. am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I hate everything. Uh, now I had to go see the uh, the shit ass movie, right? Yes. Uh, that's that's what happened. Oh yeah. So I get to give you guys a punishment album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to punish you in an interesting way. Okay. Um, I'm going to punish you in the way that I was punished for my entire childhood. Yeah. Uh, there was one prevailing musician uh, throughout my childhood. Uh, oh, you God. son of a bitch. <laughs> oh. People who know anything about me oh know, my like, God. this is one of the things they know I about me. Is that right now. I spent, I spent my childhood listening to every single Barry Manilow album oh, no. that has ever existed because my mother is a Barry Manilow oh, no. super fan. It's and when weird. I say super fan, like she's got uh, posters and pictures. They're up in my license house. plate. License plate. Uh, um, watch. Uh, oh, several watches. Yeah. Um, sweatshirts. Yep. Uh, uh, inappropriate comments. Uh, <laughs> man. Wait, what were the inappropriate comments? I don't know. There's been like odd, like weird sexual comments, like 
Uh, but like you know, like a. Uh, uh, I wonder if I block those from my yeah. memory. Just like you know, yeah. sideways ones. Aaron, who it's sort of like a oh, like, like a, a, a Southern Miss who's like a oh, oh my yeah, yeah. stars, yeah, look totally. at his that kind penis. of stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that blatant. You know, like that. Yeah. Well, she said penis, not cock. Right? Yeah. She's still my mother. Um, Your mom right, would so totally what's bone just, what's the name? Manilow. What's, uh, what? Gross. Yeah. Uh, although he what's... would probably more so like to bone me or my dad. <laughs> um, what's the name of the Maybe album? my dad. Give He's a, a handsome give man. Me a, I'm sure. sick the of album is called, give me the name of the album. The album, the album is called Even Now uh, uh, from 1978, and it does have Copacabana on okay, it great. as the first track, so you guys can enjoy that, because that is still, I don't give a I fuck, like a great song. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, enjoy that. So that was my entire childhood. Like, I mean, okay. as a musician, I feel like I'm partially informed by uh, Barry Manilow, and that that will follow me to the grave. Which is <laughs> my head 24 hours a day. Yeah. Uh, so listen to that uh, a lot, uh-huh. and tell me what you guys think. Great. I will. God damn it. <laughs> well, let's move on to the hero swap. Okay. Uh, Hero Swap Cage Match is our weekly segment where we pit two action characters against each other in a fight to the death. But only action stars with both parents. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Running a long time. No Listeners robots know. or no orphans. No robots. no robots or orphans. I can't get over why that's one of our rules. <laughs> Weird to me. Well, just no superpowered people. Yeah. Is what it means. No cyborgs. No, no Superman universal soldiers. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we started with 64, we will end with one, um, and we are getting pretty close to finishing first round, yeah. which is mm-hmm. exciting, because then it's going to get really, all the fat's going to be trimmed out, it's yeah, going to be yeah. very interesting. All the weird matchups for and some of these guys. And by all the fat, you yeah. mean Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> a, couple, uh, a couple of him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this week we're at, uh, Mad Max Rockatansky, as portrayed by Mel Gibson in the mm-hmm. Mad Max trilogy. Uh, versus, uh, J- versus uh, Colonel James Braddock from yeah, the Braddock Missing from in Action, Missing in Action films from uh, the Missing in Action. Where is that guy? Chuck Norris. He's not even in those movies. <laughs> they were big movies in the uh, early eighties. Missing in Action. Yeah, critically, oh, yeah. critically like despised, but uh, yeah, yeah. really they popular. were making money. Yeah, yeah. Only it was just I, I felt like this. It was either this one or the his Delta Force character. You yeah, know, they're basically the same guy. But they made three of these and only two Delta Force. So. Yeah. Clearly, there's a winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because sequels denote quality. Uh, yep. Uh, anyway, knows that. Um, well, let's see. Let's get some. Uh... Yeah, we're gonna roll and find out uh, where, where they, they are. are. Okay, oh. yeah, that was nice. Four, oh, which means we're in two. the jungle. Uh, in the jungle. Welcome. Okay. Welcome. So, uh, in the jungle, then guys get their signature, their signature weapons. weapons. So, what would, so uh, Chuck Norris uses a lot. Would it just be yeah. like his machine yeah, guns? Yeah, do you give him a machine yeah. gun or a baby? It, or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like two aids or um, in the first one. I guess he gets some sort of machine gun. Yeah, I'd give him that, a machine gun. That fits gun. in the okay. for me. Mad Max then has, uh, he's got a knife uh, and the double barrel shotgun. Yeah. Uh, no car, though. We won't throw the uh, interceptor no. in there. It makes no sense. <laughs> All right, so there we are. <clears throat> um, I rewatched uh, Road Warrior the other night, and then I put on uh, Thunderdome at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Kind of refresh everything. The first, uh, the first well, not rewatched. I'd never seen it. The original um, 
Missing in Action. And I watched Missing in Action 3. Okay. Yeah. Now, Trip North in Missing in Action, um, he's just like your standard, like, he just blows a lot of guys up. Yeah, guys. yeah. The martial arts don't happen. He seems to know happen a lot. Yeah, he does have, he like, some... He does a lot of, like, he's in, a, he's in like, a cab of... with somebody, and then, like, the cab driver's reaching for a gun up front, and, like, he would have no way of knowing, and then he's like, I knew you were going to do that. He, he smells like he's that. reaching for a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Has an amazing ability for flashbacks. Yeah. Um. Oh my God. The first movie, he, the first movie opens up and he with like a dream sequence of him in Vietnam, and then and then he wakes up from that and is like, Oh my God, I'm so freaking out about that flashback I just had. And then he has another flashback <laughs> <laughs> to a time before when he to had a, a flashback to a, to a real Vietnam. flashback. And then he and then he comes out of that flashback and he looks at the TV and Spider Man is on and there's a helicopter in, in the Spider Man episode and you start hearing him like whoosh whoosh whoosh. It's like it's gonna fucking flash back again. And then weirdly, he has a flashback about Spider-Man. <laughs> no, that time he didn't. I was like, that God. one time where he saw a Spider-Man. It was almost movie. three flashbacks, one after another, at the opening. And part three has a great deal of flashbacks to open the movie as well. Okay. Like literally, nothing happens in the first ha- half an hour of part three except for like two or three flashbacks. Yeah. It's uh, uh yeah. Now so, I feel so like <laughs> Mad Max is just gonna kill him while he's flashing back to the Yeah, <laughs> he's just gonna be sitting in the middle of the jungle thinking about that other time. <laughs> Mad Max is gonna be like pointing him like, Are you hello? <laughs> Are you, uh, We're supposed uh, to have a fight. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm supposed to kill you, but I feel weird about this because <laughs> just, just, just give me a second. <laughs> I'm remembering Vietnam. The grenades. Yeah. Now clearly uh Braddock's gonna have some upper hand in the jungle. He's yeah, a, he's a Vietnam. Yeah, definitely. He's handled this kind of and he of can like hide. He does a lot Although, of like hiding. A lot of hiding. Yeah. He's good. If, at, he's good. If he's gonna, he's gonna find some place to hide so he can have his flashback out of the way. Uh, although I feel like maybe that's gonna uh, work against him. Like if he all it takes is for him to see a Spider-Man episode <laughs> yeah. to flash back, then maybe being in the jungle is gonna make him freak <laughs> overload. Out. He's just gonna yeah, yeah and he's just gonna like stop take all his clothes off and run around and <laughs> try to eat his beard. And, then, um, uh, and now watching uh, Mad Max again. Uh, great movies. Jesus, they're so yeah. good. Um, and uh, I got, I have the Blu-ray for Road Warrior uh, with Mad Max 2. Uh, you can generally find this for about nine ninety nine. Yeah, like Best Buy or some shit. Go get it. It's fucking great. Yeah, you were it saying the transfer really, really, really nice. Um, and he it's just can... such an awesome movie. It's so watchable. Um, now, Max obviously does a lot of driving. You know, he's going to drive that tanker. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but he's um, he's very quick and good with his hands. He's a good hand-to-hand uh, combat kind of guy. And, you know, like the reflexes, they go over his reflexes uh, a lot in these movies. Like when he grabs the snake off of Bruce Spence's yeah. uh, gyroplane or whatever. Right. Um, and, you know, just a whole mention of that, like it's a rattlesnake or whatever. He's like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I've never seen a man beat a snake before. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why he does that all the time, but... That um, that you just did there sickened me. Yeah, it should. It made me feel gross. Um, and then same thing in uh, Thunderdome. He's just, he, you know, he takes down a lot of armed guys. He's really quick and, and clever with his fighting. But because he's Mad Max and he's had his uh, wife and child killed basically in front of him, he's a... Ghost of a man, yeah, um, and is totally ruthless, like and nobody else, yeah. yeah. Until he decides I, I, to care about you know underprivileged people, but uh-huh. when, he, when it's a him or death kind of situation, he's yeah. utterly ruthless. Yeah, and I feel he's like he's also very hard to kill. Extremely, like he, he, he just takes lives. a fucking beating. yeah, he yeah. takes a yeah. lot. I feel like the, yeah, I'm, I feel like he's looking to edge out here because I feel like I Braddock, he's 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 
I don't know. He's ruthless when he needs to be, but I also feel like he is. I don't know. He's just he shoots a lot of people and stuff. But I feel like because Mad Max is so brutal that he's just going to have an edge out. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like Braddock's more of like I'm going to go hide and like figure out what I'm going to do, and Mad yeah, Max is, a, is way from... more instinctual and just like this is what's going to go down and do it. Yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. He's going to, you know, chain his ankle to something yeah. and leave him to die. Like, like I, <laughs> yeah. feel, I feel Braddock is better at he's got a gun and there's like a hundred people. Yeah, yeah, But uh, yeah. there's not like a, there's not a shitload of one-on-one. He does a lot of like, like one-on-one takedowns, but usually sure. in, in like a war situation. Yeah. And again, I, this isn't uh, one of uh, Chuck Norris's martial arts expertise no. roles. He, it, like it almost never comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just to clarify something for anybody who's listening to this stuff, and uh, you know there hasn't been a lot of martial arts guys, and we decided to do that because the martial art film is kind of its own yeah. entity. You can't pit There's a martial a- arts guy up against like a guy with a machine gun. It's no, no, you know? it doesn't make any sense. So just you know, that's kind of also another reason we went with the Braddock character yeah. over maybe something more kicky. <laughs> <laughs> kicky, yeah. Uh, and like his Expendables two character is basically Braddock, just yeah, yeah walking yeah, around just, with a gun and you know kind of has a heart of gold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Braddock is really nice. Like, he's a nice, he's, he's he a nice up fella. For the good thing, and I feel yeah, like that's yeah. he his doesn't downfall. want to fight either. Yeah. He's not. He's always one of these like Unless I'm not he's trying interested to save in a some fight. People that were left, uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, left missing in action, or has a really wicked flashback. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm not okay. I don't know. I want to say like. Like, mm-hmm. he might get, really? he's in the jungle. Maybe that's not going to give him a flashback, or maybe that's going to be, like, no, the impetus he's just going to be nonstop to... flashbacks. Yeah. yeah. I feel he's like going to look at a leaf and I think like, he's going to have an emotional breakdown yeah. in the jungle. Yeah, he's but maybe that's going to spur him. And he does have natural strategy, right? So yeah. What uh, if he comes out and says to Mad Max, listen, we did, I didn't do anything to you. You haven't done anything to me. And Mad Max is like, it's right. You haven't killed any of my family or anything. They mm-hmm. just like are friends and ride off into the sunset. Oh. They just shake hands and <laughs> yeah. uh, they go get go our I've got this beat. sweet car. Yeah. It's the last of the Interceptors. And I got this uh. Guns N' Roses cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> Two uh, men enter. <laughs> Two men leave. Both men love. <laughs> Friendships. <laughs> Friendship swap. Uh, um... I am going to. I'm going to lay down a verdict. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Rockatansky. I think his brutality and violence and quick reflexes I, are I going to I have to, to agree. And the double barrel shotgun is a mean weapon. Yes. And he's got a knife for up close action. Yeah. And the I have to agree. I'm going to I'd like to uh, Casey's. I well, might I have personal like, bias in this like too, but I, I'm, I'm going. More crazy shit happens in the Mad Max movies, mm. right? So, like, I feel what this is coming down a to lot of is big crazy the movies shit happens in missing in action. Yeah, but, but like, not I feel like, like this is going like like the tone of the movie versus the the yeah. the, the character themselves. Mm-hmm. But I guess if it comes right down to it, more shit is thrown at Mad Max, and he deals with it, and he can be left in the desert to die, and mm-hmm. and he doesn't. So, yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go on. I'll I'll get on board. But I will say I'm I I feel like I could be swayed the other way as well. Yep. Yeah. It's a very close one. I feel like the jungle was a was a leveling. Uh, yeah. yeah. Level, I think if we'd, been in, if we'd been in Thunderdome, I think you know that's that's kind of home advantage yeah. for him. Yeah. Obviously, that's gonna, when it, if that comes up in round two with Mad Max and it's in Thunderdome, he's definitely got a major advantage. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I I'm happy with this decision. Me too. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's a good character. He's a very complicated and violent man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
So do we know what we're doing next week? Yes, we do. Next week is going to be a weird one. Um, and it's kind of like watch a, a fun bad movie and then just a really bad movie. Oh, sweet. Um, the first uh, character is Chance Boudreaux, <laughs> portrayed by Jean-Claude Van Damme in Hard Target. Amazing. And I love Hard Target. Hard, Target's fantastic. Hard Target is my favorite Van Damme movie by far. It is totally insane. It's directed by John Woo. There's some of the weirdest close-ups ever in that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't wait to watch How it. How do you week. feel to be haunted? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you go Schwarzenegger? <laughs> I don't know. You Speaking didn't... of Schwarzenegger, he is on record saying that uh, when his kids misbehave, he threatens them with having to watch this movie. It's Chance Boudreaux versus Red Sonia. Oh, oh my god! Right. Oh right. man, that movie is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it was supposed Schwarzenegger's character was supposed to be Conan in it, but there was licensing problems, so he's some other guy. It's he's like Conan. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's a vehicle for Bridget Nielsen, and uh, it's a it's a pretty crazy movie, but it is going to be fun to rewatch because uh, it's, it's a big pile of shit. Yeah, but that's going to be a weird fight. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so that leaves us with just our recast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, or as I like to call it, uh, Dan's excuse corner. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why I've never made any excuses uh, <laughs> that weren't the... framed around a Casey's excuse corner. Uh, th- this is a thing that I uh, started and then forgot to pick back up. So I've got I've got Axel Foley. I was doing the Hollywood one. Oh, okay. Right, okay. Uh, and, and I've got so, Axel Foley. So let's start with it. you then. Who is your Hollywood Axel Foley remake? Big letdown. This is the only person I could think of who sort of has uh, 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 who I think it should be. Yeah, uh, is uh, Jay Farrow. Uh, oh yeah, but that would be if I was casting it good. But I've got Nick Cannon. Okay. Ooh, barf! Yeah, yeah that, the Hollywood that's, that's that's makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And everyone else can stay the same. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna drop him into this movie. Yeah. Your, your Hollywood one is they just CGI him into the original into movie. Into the original, his yeah. face, yeah, <laughs> over his, over Eddie Murphy's body. Yeah. Um. Okay. Do you oh, and go instead next, of Bronson Pinchot, sure. I don't know, Mark Lynn Baker. I had to do good. Uh, I I only went with the. Uh, I, I didn't go as deep as the Bronson Pinchot character or anything like that. Yeah, I, I just got like four or five. People. Yeah, yeah. So for uh, Axel Foley, I went with Donald Glover. Oh, nice! Oh, dude, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. That would be great. um, At first, I was like, "Is he too young?" But I was like, "No, Eddie was 23 when he made Beverly Hills Cop," which is fucking nuts. How good he is in that. Um, And for Captain Bogomil, uh, who was uh, Ronnie Cox in the original, uh, I went Brian Cranston. Nice. Nice. Uh, Yeah, Brian Cranston is a is a hell of a suitable uh, replacement for Ronnie Cox. Totally. Uh, for uh, for Taggart, um, I went with uh, Michael Chiklis. Oh, mm. all right. Um, who I think is a very good actor. I really liked him on The Shield. I think his career has been derailed by those Fantastic Four movies and that poop suit he had to wear. <laughs> <laughs> Put on your poop suit. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, and then I was gonna do Rosewood, and I forgot about it. I never, oh, I never uh, got a Rosewood. I, right. I, I actually tried to think about Rosewood. Rosewood, like, I tried really hard because how do you, like I don't know, like anything that Judge Reinhold does, you just you, it'll yeah. I tried to kind of go him. away from Judge Reinhold, like trying to staying away from the tall, lanky kind of yeah, yeah, you know, wide-eyed kid, and just somebody who can play, uh, um, you know like second to Taggart's character yeah. and just mm-hmm. be sort of out there. I kind of was thinking a lot, a lot of SNL guys. I thought maybe Bill Hader 
I thought even Jason Sudeikis yeah, uh, would yeah, be all right. Jason Sudeikis. So yeah, something along those lines. Um, and Dan's doing. Stupid. I did. I did stupid. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> which I like doing because I can not oh, put very so much effort good. in yeah, it. Yeah, it's funny anyway. So, about stupid people. In the Axel Foley role, I'm having all three of the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Are they going to... No, they're they playing gonna... like all three. They're just playing like three cops. Oh, they're three yeah. separate people. Three they're set, not no, either switching well, they're, off they're, or they're, all they're, just wearing one big suit. They're going to be brothers and they're all um, and they're they're all working together. Oh, I like them all in I one want, big suit. I want them all in one big suit. <laughs> three heads. Yeah, and they all three have heads. to say the lines at the same time. And they can't practice. So <laughs> before every line, they have to go, ready? One, two, three. And then they say the yeah. line. That's the that's the remake, and they're titling it Beverly Hills Medical Abnormal <laughs> Abnormality <laughs> Medical <Cyan> Abnormality. <laughs> um, <laughs> our parents said we could be anything we want, <laughs> so we're cops. Um, all right, so we decided to be one cop. Yeah. Um, and in the Judge Reinhold uh, character, I've got uh, Dash. <laughs> this is becoming a regular I used yeah. him earlier and I brought him back He's going to ruin as many movies as he can um, uh, For the girl that he goes uh, to Beverly Hills to uh, help out What's her name, Jenny? Yeah. I've got Mandy Moore oh, um, I forgot she even existed yeah. For the guy that like comes uh, His name is Mickey The character that oh, yeah, uh, yeah. comes his in buddy His, gets his buddy who gets uh, killed Mike like, from Breaking Bad Yeah, I've got Taylor yeah. Lautner Oh, uh, um, Taylor Lautner shows up to be killed. Uh, cross-eyed muscular kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I have uh, Sergeant Taggart. Yeah. I have Judge Reinhold comes back. Ah, <laughs> nice. And plays I do like an old version of uh, <laughs> Sergeant Taggart. They, nice. they got to they gotta have someone from the original in this wonky uh, mixed up version I've put together. Right. With a three-headed, three-headed Jonas <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> and there's no explanation of it whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear God! Well, that, that yeah, week? let's see what we're recap next week. Yeah, yeah draw yeah. for next week. Uh, aliens. Oh, oh that'll sweet. be fun. So that means uh, I'm doing good. You're doing good. Casey's You're doing got Hollywood, good. and I get to do stupid. Yeah, Amazing. Greg's got <laughs> stupid, and I've got Hollywood. Oh uh, yeah, Aliens. Mm. That'll be interesting. There's some good characters in there too. Oh uh, fuck yeah! Yeah, oh, great movie. Sweet. Yep. Well, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, man. God, I'm going to miss you guys. I can't wait to turn my air conditioning what are we, back. <laughs> yeah. It's getting fucking hot in here. Yeah. What are we throwing to this week? Uh, you got you picked the song? Uh, yeah. You picked the, you picked the band? Uh, Fort York. Okay. Uh, local oh, band. Yeah. Um, they ran show, I guess, about a week and a half ago or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. They great were set. fucking so great. Good. Um, an old friend of ours uh, named Nick Hewen plays bass for them. Um, great guy. Yeah, and, totally uh, good guy. Great bass. Bla- yeah. Great blade player. <laughs> great blade player. <laughs> Nick Hewen. Blade, great blade. He's going to be really happy about uh-huh. that. He's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> said my name with things. Think about <laughs> Nick Hewen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're a really cool band. Um, yeah, well, well uh, the album's really good. I, I think you can find it on Bandcamp. Um, yeah, search it out. It's it's really worth it. Absolutely. Um, and Sweet. We'll post it on our uh, Facebook page again. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> speaking <laughs> of, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash synwpc. And we're on Twitter at synwpc. And you can follow our network at Modern Superior on Twitter. So do that as well. Yes. Check out our other shows as well. Yeah, uh, Kangaroo Court. With- 
uh, Kangaroo Court. Lonely Nights with Bruce Kangaroo Douglas Court. with Improv on Tape. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I'm on my way since we finished this over to uh, Dan Wallavik's place to uh, uh, to do some Kangaroo Court stuff. Nice. We're uh, starting our fantasy football league today. double duty today. Uh-huh. We're and we're he's gonna uh, broadcast our draft. Nice. Uh, um, oh, is that right? Yeah, it won't be on the iTunes version of Kangaroo Court. He's gonna do it through SoundCloud just because it's gonna be pretty big. I would imagine. Yeah. But yeah. It's going to be 10 of us being idiots and picking uh, <laughs> fantasy sports players. That's going to be That's, awesome. That sounds a lot like something I'll say I listen to. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, that'll come out the same day as the new Kangaroo Court episode, uh, which will be this Thursday. Uh, sweet. sweet. Yep. Awesome. I so was just kidding, out. by the way. I totally will listen to it. Check that out tomorrow. Yeah. yeah do it. It is on Wednesday. In the future. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was your point? It's in the future. Did you say it is tomorrow in the future? <laughs> in the future, it will be tomorrow. No, in the, fu- in the <laughs> future. Did I blow your mind? <laughs> you're wrong. In the future, it'll be today. Oh. oh what? <laughs> I'm tired. Mm. That blew so much more than my mind. Ooh. Oh, on that note, goodbye, Ooh. Internet. Hey, where's your poop suit? See you next Wednesday. Bye, Internet. I didn't say it off the top. I'm going to record it and see if I can fit it in. Or... Okay, and I'm going to see if I can match your word. Okay. <laughs> a weekly, a po- weekly monologue. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh. Hmm. oh. A weekly, weekly podcast. podcast. Film. <laughs> film. <laughs> Roulette. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You should ask, you should ask yourself. And... <laughs> A weekly podcast, pop culture film, podcast, podcast, movies we had to see if we saw the movie. I'm going to put that in. Good. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.